This is a Jomo Studios presentation. Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt, coming to you live. Did he say live? Yes, baby. I said all the way live from the Joe Mo Studios in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma, where we are posted up, draped up, dripped at, no water, talking back, no saying, bad. Hold up. It's a hell of a good goddamn been a good week this week so far. Um, I know that some of y'all ain't heard very much uh, come out of my mouth here lately. And I've taken some steps to kind of keep that going on for for uh, for hopefully a foreseeable future. Uh, I'll tell you guys more about that at the end of the show. Um, anybody that's ever listened to my show, welcome back. I did take a week off last week because, frankly, it was dead as fuck. And um, not only that, but uh, just a lot of shit was going on, man. It, it was one of them weeks where... Every time I wanted to record, some shit popped off, you know? It was almost like it was fate's way of telling me maybe, just maybe, I needed to hold or pull back a little bit, JoJo. I mean, I got overwhelmed, you know? I'm going to be be for real with y'all. I got very overwhelmed with everything that's been going on over the last couple of months with me, and it it just kind of culminated real bad last week. And uh, I thank everybody that unfortunately had to grin and bear my ignorance. I, I thank those who, I, I hope I wasn't too damn bad. I didn't think I was, I was too bad. Um, but I have definitely taken some steps. Um, and as I mentioned, we, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, that'll hopefully keep the old boy grounded a little bit more than I have been. Hopefully everybody else week and weekend was was better and good and prosperous. I'm, I'm, I didn't get on stage again this weekend, but I will be on there this Friday night at Boondocks here in Houston. Oh, God, did I say Houston? I don't even know where the fuck I'm at. Here in Enid, Oklahoma, where I live, I love saying Houston because that's home, but that ain't where my ass is right now. I'm posted up in Enid, Oklahoma. You know, home of the finest red light district in all of the Midwest. You know how convenient it is to go over to a strip club. There's also the training facility for the big strip clubs over in Stillwater. All you got to do is have a good a good pair of goddamn teeth and a nice ass, and you can move over to Stillwater. But you got to start training first here in Enid with the backwood Bama bitches and the ones that ain't got no teeth. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth, you know, once them bitches get their teeth fixed, they might be able to have a future out there in still water. It ain't a bad idea. Could be quite prosperous for those who, who need a career change. <laughs> and for those that stuck here, you know, they can, you know, dance at the strip club, suck a dick at the hotel next door, and then let the nigga go over and get his dick checked at the health department next door to that. It's all convenience. All of this shit is convenience. It all works out into a perfect plan that can lead to an amazing weekend, okay? Half of them backwood bad my assholes don't give no more than $2 for a lap dance any goddamn way. And if it's coming from me, bitch, you better feel blessed and highly favored, motherfucker. Damn. Announcements, announcements, announcements. I always have announcements. Um, make sure to order your copy of I Got Problems by Lavelle Velavelle Harris. It is now available on sale uh, via PayPal. Purchase can be made through Velavelle Entertainment at gmail.com. The book is $15 per copy and there is a $5 shipping and handling fee and all copies will be autographed. Go ahead and take a ride down the road of hilarious moments in the life of Velavelle. A journey dealing with the crazy grandmother with stops along the way to a pimping pastor. This will help you understand when you hear Velavelle say, I got problems. This collection is a memorable instances and moments will give you an insight of the life of the comedian you know and love today. You will laugh until it hurts and feel a measure of sympathy while recognizing massive strength in him. And most definitely find the truth in the title, I Got Problems, after enjoying this outstanding publication. 
I haven't been able to get my copy of the book book yet, but working with this gentleman on a regular basis, I can tell you, not only is he hilarious as fuck, uh, but he's a really good guy. He's trying to, uh, his Soy Foundation has been helping uh, numbers of families, uh, both in the Tulsa area, but uh, all over the Midwest, um, which I mentioned Vail, and I still got a couple of more announcements that I want to do, but I, I need to bring some emphasis to something real quick because I'm having trouble understanding what's going on, okay? Yesterday, I got an Amber Alert on my phone. This Amber Alert was in reference... What time did it come in? It came across yesterday at 12.46 p.m. with a license plate number of a white Cadillac Escalade um, out of Norman, Oklahoma. In that Amber Alert, that's all I heard, that there was an Amber Alert. Then I wake up this morning, and the, the Amber Alert was in reference to a man who had kidnapped a child. This morning, they arrested the man, and then later on in the day, found the child dead. This is almost the eighth instance of child abuse that has been nationally recognized as a heinous act. Probably I've heard about in the last three days. I didn't know what y'all, y'all niggas thought I was going to say a month or two or three. No. No. Three days. When the acts are as, as heinous and abuse as far as physical abuse, then I'm hearing about both mental and sexual abuse by not only parents, but parents as boyfriends and parents as girlfriends and fucking administrators that are paid taxpayer dollars and think they're supposed to take an opportunity to do some freaky shit with somebody young. What is wrong with you? What is going on with these damn teachers? Look, I, 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 look, I don't get that at all. My grandmother was a school teacher for 32 years. She taught in Calcasieu Parish School District for 32 years. Okay, in a 32-year period, that woman educated hundreds of children, okay? My grandfather was a band director in Calcasieu Parish in Lake Charles, Louisiana for 32 years. That man gave his life and everything else to the kids that he taught. His passion was to help those children succeed and do more in their lives. And many of those same kids went on to live prosperous and healthy lifestyles simply from the teachings of being around him and simply from the teachings of being around influences like him that provided him with a good, provided them with the ideal that it is, you can find a good, stable environment. When you dumbass teachers take that away from these children and think that that's okay, it's not fucking okay. And don't get me wrong. The, the most recent one, and, and the reason why I bring up this one is because I've seen it six times. Every website in the planet has taken a shot at this woman, as well they should, for fucking underage child. She took this little nigga out of his house, 14 years old, took him somewhere, did God knows what, and brought him back at midnight. And all I can sit here and think to myself is, that's the same motherfucking hoe that will go to the club dressed like a hoe. A nigga will walk up to her ass, offer to buy a drink. And you know what that motherfucker will say? I don't want to be bothered. That's that exact same motherfucking hoe that will sit there and have a nice dude that's a little, little goofy and funny looking. You know what I'm saying? But, and, and he trying to holler at her. He heads over here in love with her ass. And this much mouth trip to trout mouth ass hoe. Gonna sit here and have the nerve and audacity to push this nigga to the side because he ain't good enough. She waiting on Mr. Right. That's the problem with some of you waiting ass motherfuckers. Y'all sit here and end up trying to be waiting for Mr. Right or Mrs. There or whoever is everywhere. And then you see a specter of light in some body part that your dumb ass and infatuated and see it in a damn child and feel like you ought to be able to explore further. 
I don't give a damn how fine that bitch was. That boy was still 14 fucking years old. Don't get, I'm that crazy motherfucking father that will high five my son for smashing that bitch out and then also be calling a bitch on us cops on that nasty bitch for the same goddamn time. I'm sorry. I am that nigga. I am, I am a fucking human. In the same breath and light. I know my ignorant ass. When I was 14 years old, you wouldn't have found out shit. You'd have known not a motherfucking thing. Because I know me. I got motherfucking stories from 30 years ago that a nigga would never know. Wait, no, not 30 years. 25 years ago, a nigga would never know. 20 years, a nigga would never know. 15, a nigga would never know. All right. <clears throat> Trust and believe. That, that, that goddamn sitting there calling your buddies and shit, and your buddy all jealous and shit, this nigga run downstairs tell his mother, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy just called me. <laughs> he say he he say Miss Johnson she came and picked him up and, and gave him some pussy. <laughs> well, nigga, why you crying? Cause I wanted some pussy too. <laughs> this is the way this shit goes down. Y'all think I'm bullshitting? That's the mentality of a bitch nigga. And when you go tell a bitch nigga some good shit that you done done, this nigga gonna take your good shit and make it bad. That's a bitch nigga's job. That is what the fuck they do. It's sad, but it's true. And nonetheless, you ain't got no business being in them damn situations anyway. If you're 25, 26, 28, 29 years old and you so scared of losing your job that you think because you're going to go out and go tricking for some niggas trying to get some dick is going to make you lose your job as a teacher, you's a dumb motherfucker. Go out, find you a grown-ass man, fuck him, send him home, and do your goddamn job and be a good teacher. I'm tired of this shit. I, this don't make no damn sense. We have all these bullshit distractions that keep the notion away from the idea that we need to pay our teachers and to do better for our educators. You know, every time you look up and think, when they say teacher pay, what's the first thing they bring up? First of all, it's usually round and round a period where they think that somebody out there that a shooting occurs in a school. Then we turn around and have, have a debate about talking about giving the teachers guns. You're going to give a person that your ass already paying, ain't paying enough money to deal with these badass motherfucking kids a weapon, bitch? Where the fuck do you see that being a good idea? Anybody that think that's a good idea, come over here real closer. So I can call you a dumbass directly. That is one of the most ignorant motherfucking ideas I've ever heard in my life. I don't give a mother fat fucking fuck how much training that hoe got. I don't give a good goddamn motherfucking fuck how much motherfucking hours that bitch and how many motherfucking rounds that motherfucking bitch and how many motherfucking times that motherfucking bitch. I don't give a motherfuck, fuck, fuck, fuck. No. No. What do we do, Joe? No. No. But what do we do? No. Motherfucker, no, you do not arm teachers. I'm not saying that a teacher will go up and shoot up the whole damn school, but as I mentioned before, you're going to give a motherfucker who's getting her nerve tested by a bunch of badass children and your ass ain't paying enough to be there anyway, a motherfucking weapon, try me again. Rewind that shit, play it back in slow motion in your head while you sleep, so that's going to probably be the only way that shit going to sink in for some of you dumb motherfuckers. And there it is. This ain't fucking rocket science. You don't need to arm motherfucking teeth. For what? And furthermore, teachers, adults, keep your damn hands to yourself and off these motherfucking babies. These is children. They have, they are here to live a life just like your sorry ass is. Somebody decided not to swallow your motherfucking ass, so you should be just as gracious to let that child go on and live their life. Okay? As a child that may have quite possibly, possibly have been aborted, don't you dare sit there and have a child born into this world and think your ass supposed to have the right to hot to end that person's existence or for that matter, make that child's life a living hell because you chose to be a sorry motherfucker today. 
Niggas ask me, should prostitution be legal? Hell yeah, prostitution ought to be legal. You want to know why? I'd rather see a pervert getting fucked up ass by a grown-ass woman with a strap on than this nigga riding up the block trying to get little girls to go eat candy with his nasty ass. I'm going to say it how the fuck it feel. This some bullshit going on, and y'all need to correct this shit. Fuck that Twitter finger shit, nigga. I'm here. I don't do Twitter fingers. Fuck that. When it comes to the real shit, nigga, y'all know where to meet me. Hold up, bitch. I'm sitting up now. I was sitting there relaxed for a second for a, a hot second. But like I said, this shit is getting out of motherfucking hand. And if I'm the only motherfucker that's going to sit here and say it, fuck you and the nigga next to you. This is why I ride with Vail. This is why I ride with David. This is why I ride with Damon and Mako and Oscar and all them boys out here in Oklahoma. Because they believe in one motherfucking thing. Doing better for themselves and doing better for their families, man. That's why I rock with the crew I roll with, if anybody ever want to motherfucking know. And if we got beefing inside of us, nigga, we need to get that shit handled. It pissed me off to sit here and see that we sitting here trying to grow and build something just to have niggas sitting here mad. If you mad about something, put your motherfucking grievances directly to that person. Don't be taking shots online. It's bullshit. I ain't telling taking a motherfucking shot. I'm telling facts. You got me? Do right. Do better. I'm tired of having to tell niggas this shit. It's starting to get fucking aggravating. Got me about to choke the shit out of the microphone. I'm sorry, baby. I'm just okay. Just let me push you back up. Yes, mommy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I didn't mean to grab you by your... Let me tap you on your booty. I'm talking to my microphone, by the way. Fuck y'all. Yes, baby. I love you. This is my motherfucking weapon. All I need in this life is in is me and my girlfriend. She's down to ride to the bloody end. It's me and my girlfriend. Me and this mic gonna get a lot closer, y'all. See, I might as well get ready. Because I got some crazy shit playing. Yeah. I'm going to get real close to this mic. Man, this bitch me, yeah, baby. Mmm, I need to Febreze your funky ass, but... Mmm. <laughs> Have I lost my mind? A little bit, but I'll explain that later in the show. Now, I had some notes of actual content that I wanted to reference to, and y'all... Know how I get all blitzkrieg about some things, but I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm I have kids. My kids want to have kids. My nieces and nephews have kids, and those were my original kids. My original kids was Epiphany, Alaria, Jamasia, Briasia, Richard, Sean, Tori. They're my original kids. They're my big babies. My next round of babies is my babies: Keyshawn, Mary, and Mahalo. The next round of babies after that is my 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 god my grand my nieces and nephews my great shit great nieces and great nephews that I got coming up and shit. You know, I want to build a legacy and a path for them that once they get out of school they ain't got to worry about shit. They be like, say man, I'm fuck you. I'm going to work with my uncle Brian. I'm going to work on the ship. Shit, we're going to have some fun. Hell yeah. That's what I want for them. 20 years, I want my, my, I want my nieces and my nephews and my kids to be able to come work for me and be working for me full time. Soon as they graduate high school with a college degree that I'm going to pay and provide for them to have. And then charge their ass a small percentage of it back out of their check. I don't care. But I don't pay for education. Even if they don't even want to come work for me. I don't give a fuck. If you don't come work for me, I'm charging your ass double. I was just playing. Okay. We building legacies here, folks. That's that's what all of this, the, the end game of all of this is, is building a legacy. Doing better for those that want to do better for themselves. But the problem is that sometimes we have people telling us we ain't supposed to do better for ourselves, which is straight up bullshit. That's how you get motherfucking 15 to 20 people getting into a fight at a Chuck E. Cheese in Denver, New Jersey. Why? What the fuck? Could you have quite possibly got pissed off about at Chuck E. Cheese? One of the most happiest fucking places on earth. I remember Chuck E. Cheese when it was showbiz motherfucking pieces. Nigga, they sold beer and everything at that bitch. And it was wonderful. 
I would sit there at my dad's table for my birthday, sneaking his beer, eating cake, eating pizza, playing with toys, having a damn good time. Y'all done came and fucked it all up for some damn reason once they called it Chuck E. Cheese, nigga. Look, it was fine in Showbiz Pizza, and I really wish they'd have never changed it from Showbiz fucking pizza. Showbiz Pizza was, nigga, even the pizza in Showbiz Pizza tastes better. Last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese with my son, I sent that shit back. Oh, that's disgusting. Damn nasty-ass pizza. And wings was fire, though. They pizza now. It tastes like shit. I remember when I was a little boy, that pizza used to be delicious. Hell. Niggas fighting in a motherfucking Chuck E. Cheese. What the hell? Why are you fighting in a Chuck E. Cheese? You got your babies sitting there playing with other babies, and they getting along just fine, but yet... Your grown-ass niggas want to sit here and, and look like idiots in front of your fucking children because that's all the fuck these people did. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. God, honest truth. Ought to be a fucking shame of themselves for looking like fucking morons in front of their fucking children. Hell. But then next thing you know, that little nigga gonna go off getting a fight at school and you gonna want to take him home and whoop, you up, whoop his ass. No. No, he he emulating you, bitch. This is your fault. Whoop your own ass. Dumb bastard. Yeah, I said it. Stop being fucking ignorant. That's an easy one to get through. Tiffany Haddish wears the same dress to the Oscars. And that bitch look fine in a motherfucker in it, too. Everybody talk about how, how funny Tiffany Haddish is. Yeah, she funny in a motherfucker. Don't get me wrong, but that bitch is. Don't bring that up enough to me. She is fucking gorgeous. I'm not lying. I might convert back. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing, baby. I love you. But now, man, that, that, that girl got some seriousness with her. She, she is the new queen of comedy. I give her that. But she finding a motherfucker out. You know. Keep hearing all these movies bringing up subjects and TV shows. I watched Grownish last night, and they was talking about the black man not, uh, men in general not wanting to be with black women. And every time I think of, every time we watch something like that, my wife, who is white, for those that don't know me that well, uh, she always come back and look at me with this just look of, oh shit, are we actually going to watch this? And I always make her watch it because, you know, just to watch her squirm a little bit, and no, I'm just playing. But, uh, I tell people all the time, I have dipped my dick in every color of the rainbow. You know, if you really think your opinion is supposed to hinder me from wanting to be with somebody that's wanting to be with me, well, fuck you in the ass throat. Because, I mean, here's my problem with that, y'all. Okay? And I've said this before. Are you really going to deny yourself the opportunity to explore something you've never thought possible? You know, all that marching on Washington and the marching Selma and all the work of Martin Luther King wasn't just for the benefit of men being able to smash on black men being able to smash on white women, but it was a hell of a caveat. Just being able to do what the fuck you want in general, that was the whole deal. Never had nothing. Do what the fuck you want. Tiffany Haddish does what the fuck she wants. And I love that she does what the fuck she wants. If anybody else in Hollywood would have done that shit, they wouldn't have done it. They either wouldn't have done it or she'd have done it and they'd have bought like two dresses. That girl say that's the exact same damn dress that she done wore three times. She didn't give a fuck. She do what she want. We shouldn't be shocked. It's so fucked up that our society is so goddamn closed-minded that when a nigga do what they want, it's shocking. How fucked up are we? A nigga should be able to do whatever the fuck they want and it should be like, oh my God, that's amazing. What? She broke the norm. Why the fuck is this the norm? I ain't gonna call the norm what it is and call it bullshit. Third of all, and I'm gonna tell you something else about that too. Apparently, and I did see that she was wearing another outfit that was a very nice gown, kind of like a princess dress, which is very beautiful. It had some wonderful designs on the front, and it was like very one of the big ball-type gowns. And I saw her in that gown when she crossed over the rope in front of God and everybody to hug Meryl Streep. 
I fucking love that girl. She is crazy as fuck. I want to get back to that level of crazy. I, I, man, that girl is inspiring. A lot of shit in my dumb ass. And I hopefully gonna plan on opening up to y'all here soon. Me and Mr. Jones, that is. But we're shocked that a person did what the fuck they want. And it's like, surprise. I just, everybody try that. Do one thing this week you just want to fucking do. As long as it ain't illegal and fucked up and ain't going to hurt nobody else, do one thing that you've been wanting to do and just do it. And anybody that ever told you in, in their opinion that you shouldn't do it, tell them niggas to go suck a donkey dick. You don't care, okay? Do you. Quit worrying about what niggas think. Fuck y'all. Okay? To the niggas that always got an opinion and tell their opinion about what they think, I am going to pleasantly and politely tell you to go eat a donkey dick. We are no longer listening to that bullshit. Okay? We're over it. Over it. Over it. Over it. Fuck y'all. Okay? All right. There we go. Uh... Monique is at it again. Plus, Charlemagne can be a little bitch. I'm going to give like 30 seconds on this just because we talked about Monique a few weeks ago. Uh, 25 seconds with the whole Netflix thing. And my whole thing is this 20 seconds. She dogged Charlemagne for being a little bitch because he does be a little bitch for a second, 15 seconds. And so, and I just thought it was funny. And I just want to mention her 10 seconds and say, you know, Monique, we love you. We do hope you get some kind of money, five seconds for whatever you want to do in your ventures. And we'll catch you with you later. Chunk of two's piece. Now, Dave Chappelle. Oh my. Oh my. I'm only going to get this about a minute and a half. I see you, Dave. And 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 I I, I y'all don't get mad at me for this. Y'all know I love Dave Chappelle. He is I've idolized that man for years, but I call everybody's bitch this out. I don't give a fuck who it is. I catch God being a bitch nigga. I'm be like, mm, nigga, you sure you want to do that, nigga? I know that scared the shit out of y'all. I said that fuck y'all. <laughs> no, but watch. So they had a picture online, right? Uh, Jordan Peele at a Oscar party after he won for Get Out, a movie I still have not seen. I'm probably going to have to watch it by myself one day because my wife bullshitting because she hate horror movies. So I'm going to watch that shit before next week. Ah, right, there it is. Next week's show, Get Out Review. That's what I'm going to do. I'm noting it down right now. Next week's show, Get Out Review. Let's see, next week's show, Get Out Review. If not next, uh, week after, no, take that back, week after next. I'm only saying that because I'll be able to watch it while she out of town. Uh, they going, her and my stepdaughter going on a band trip to Disney World. So uh, we're going to probably have a lot of fun next weekend and do a bunch of crazy shit, podcasts, might do an interview. I don't know yet. Uh, so I got some goofy shit planned for you in store. It's not just going to be just dead air while I have this whole house to myself. Uh, but anyway, Mr. Chappelle, uh, kind of threw me for a loop, my nigga. Because, uh, uh, he was just talking cash shit about Jordan Peele and about Michael Key, Michael, whatever that nigga name, uh, Michael Key. Well, how you say a motherfucking name, man? It's Michael Keegan something. I don't fucking know. Egon or something shit. I don't know. Hell. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, this nigga. Um, <laughs> No, Jordan Peele won the Oscar and they took a picture with, I think it was Jay-Z, Chris Rock, Jordan Peele, and Dave Chappelle. But when you see Dave Chappelle in the picture, you see Jordan, you, you, I mean, you see Jordan kind of looking down like he's listening to a nigga. The nigga that he's listening to is Dave Chappelle. And then you got Chris Rock and then you got Jay-Z. I'm going right to left. Okay, so... Left to right, if you're looking at it. So, east to west. Any fucking way. So, west to east in the point of our direction. Fuck! Okay. So, <laughs> so, I look up in this picture and I see Dave Chappelle like leaned in real close. 
to this nigga. And I'm going to take the cover off my mic real quick and go unexposed to my microphone and put my lips directly on my microphone. Because it's mine. And I put my mouth all over it. But this motherfucker said it talking about he's just up in this nigga here. We don't know what the fuck he was talking about. It was a picture, bitch. He didn't have video footage and shit like with a microphone listening to this nigga here. But as close as I am to y'all, he was about as close to this nigga talking shit. And I don't give a fuck. If you just called me a cake-ass nigga like six months ago, do not come leaning into my ear wanting to talk shit, motherfucker. I'm going to tell you this right now. If your ass got paid $20 million to talk shit about me on Netflix, don't you dare. I said, bring your motherfucking house around here. I'm trying to be my friend. Nigga, fuck you. You wouldn't even been in the same fucking room as me, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Because we all was waiting for that moment when that nigga was going to dog on Ken Peel as well as he should. Shit, they did. They they got thrown in as replacements for Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle didn't want to do the bullshit jokes that they ended up doing and apparently made their asses some money. Every time I watch that show, my ass start hurting because it's just like, why? What is this waste of shit? I've never been impressed with, with, with Key and Peele. And I'll say it a million fucking times. That's the reason why I'm scared to see that damn movie. Because I got a bad feeling that fucking movie is going to piss me off, man. By the way, I have my PlayStation 4 sitting on, uh, staring at me. Because as soon as I get off of here, I'm jumping on that goddamn Fortnite. Because that game is fucking addictive as fuck. If y'all been playing that shit... Fortnite is addictive than a motherfucker, man. I would get and the reason why I ain't play. I ain't even had the TV on all day until I got ready to get on because I know good and hell well little niggas like this nigga Tupac sixteen underscore six was gonna be buzzing my motherfucking ass, trying to get me to go in with their asses. Shit. Yeah, I had second place in solo last night and still ain't won that shit. It pisses me off. I've been playing that shit for two weeks now. It ain't won but once. And that's a goddamn travesty. I'm tired of that shit. Yeah, we're going to get a win today. Nigga, we winning one for the nigga. Fuck the Gipper. <laughs> I'm winning one for me, motherfucker. Fuck y'all. <laughs> shit. But, uh, like I said, I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to shit on, on Dave. Y'all know I love Dave's projects. I, I was really one that just looked a little suspect to me. You was just talking shit on a nigga. Like I said, motherfucker, you better not even drive by my house if you just took got paid $20 million to talk shit about my ass on Netflix. Fuck you. Hell no. You just said, wait a minute, nigga. Give me $5. That's how much it's going to cost you to put a bug in my ear, nigga. Shit. I don't know. Fuck you think you dealing with. Hell. I'm sorry. That just, that just it fucked me up. And I saw it and it blew my motherfucking mind. That. Ain't even a small taste of what really pissed me off, though. I did have a story that I, 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 I'm going to retract. I am going to mention it, though, because I do want to put this outside. I love my Houston Texans. I've been a fan of Houston Texans since the first day I heard the damn name, and I fucking hated it, but I love the fact that Houston had another team. That logo had to grow on my ass for a little bit, looking like a goddamn cross between a Best Buy sign and a bull's ass. I didn't know how y'all was going to pull that shit out, but it worked wonderfully. It actually came about quite nicely. First round of team and players were shit. Except for Dre. I give a little love to Mario Williams, but not a lot because he didn't do the job that he was supposed to do. Aaron Foster was a machine. Matt Shaw got us to the to the steps of the playoffs once, so I ain't gonna complain about him. I won't complain about TJ Yates. That motherfucker was shit down into the Super Bowl. I'm, uh, uh, Case Keenum, I'm sorry. TJ Yates, I won't complain about him. He took us and got us a, a playoff win. You know? JJ, shit. Next subject. I'm gonna stop boasting on that nigga, on JJ White. Everybody know who he is. I ain't gotta boast on that nigga no more. Love you, kiddo, but I'm done being your sounding board. Unless somebody fuck with you and you know I will be there. But you're you're pretty popular right now, kiddo. And then this young nigga, slick ass nigga, 
with that long ass hair named DeAndre. That other crazy ass nigga with long ass hair, Jadavian. That blonde head motherfucking Bernard McKinney. And the kid. The kid that's about to round that shit up and make it magic, boy. That damn Deshaun Watson. Houston been through hellfire and brimstone trying to get a team that'll actually work. And now they finally got a defense. They finally got a quarterback. They got every piece they need. And I won't be there to see it. I'm going to say this out loud right now. If there's an investigation done into the Houston, Texas, and they found out that they discriminated against players who just chose it to uh, protest the anthem over the last two seasons, I will not support them. I'm sorry. I believe in freedom of speech. This is me using my freedom of speech, and I'll be goddamn if I'm going to support someone that doesn't support another person. If you see something wrong, say something. That was their way of saying something. When you see something wrong, say something. If more people would have said something in, in Florida, who knows? If more people, if they knew more about something and knew more about it in Aurora, Colorado, who knows? Knew more about it at Virginia Tech, who knows? Knew more about it at Fort Hood, who knows? Those outcomes could have been a billion times better than what they were. The odds would have shifted heavily into the fact that more people's lives would have been saved in Columbine, would have been saved. In mass shootings that have taken place all over the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I saying? All over the United States. This is a country broken by hurricanes. Bro, you know we you know one thing they ain't talked about in Houston, the bill from Hurricane Harvey. You know one thing they ain't mentioning in Puerto Rico? The bill to pay for all this shit. You know this ain't nobody saying shit about how much the bill is going to be for these storms, but yet we talking about arming teachers. We ain't even got fucking lights on in Puerto Rico. No matter what they knelt for, they knelt for a reason. They knelt because it was the freedom of their speech. And if you can't support somebody that believes in something that won't fall for anything, fuck you. People hate the way I turn off, uh, turn a switch on with my shit. But the fact of the matter is, it ain't about my loyalty. It's about you needing to learn your motherfucking lesson. And I'm not going to sit here and watch your ass be a piece of shit. Just because you fucking can. I'm on the team do better. And I'm not going to be able to do better by keeping bullshit niggas around me. And that's real, folks. So, uh, y'all cut that, send it to their ass, you know. I already sent them a hefty email and I put it out straight up and down. That, uh, yeah, I've been a fan of y'all's for years. I was a fan of the Oilers. I was a fan of the Gamblers. I was a fucking fan of football. If you can't stand for something that didn't want to fall for anything, nigga, fuck you. Fuck your crew. Fuck everybody that know you and fuck everybody. I will take all of this shit down off my wall and motherfucking put it in a box and store it away until Robert motherfucking McNaz removed as the goddamn owner of the Houston Texans. Period. Point blank. And if I find out the fucking general manager and that cocksucker of a coach has something to do with it too, you can float them cocksucking bastards out of there as well. Toodaloo, boo-boo. Dead is. It ain't about me not being loyal. It's about you losing, you throwing away your loyalty, your fans, and to the folks who fucking pay the bills to keep the goddamn lights on for you dumb motherfuckers. And we do not pay you to be fucking discriminatory. Period. People when the high turn on and off it's like a switch. I'm a parent. That's how I turn off and off like a switch on, especially on things that I'm passionate about. I will parentalize my whole fucking extent across your ass. Which brings me to our lead topic this evening. With the whole 20 minutes left. <laughs> but I'm gonna burn this up for y'all. And I have to. Uh, before we go there, make sure you get your tickets 
April 7th, Joe and Tank live at the Tulsa Expo Center. Uh, it is going to be off the chain. I will be there. Vel will be hosting. Everything is going down. Mr. Metaphoria will be there. It's going to be fucking lovely. Everybody going to show up and have a good time. So everybody get dressed and press. Get them tickets. We need this bitch to sell the fuck out. Okay? Sell out. So Tulsi, y'all come through and make that happen for your boys. You know what I'm saying? And, and show Joe and Tank. And then they can go home and tell their friends, say, man, we went to Tulsa. Have a damn good time, and then we can have other shows sponsored out here and, and can keep this party going. Okay? All right. Billy Graham. I think I may have referenced to this man one or two times on the show. Uh, I know who he is, I know what he was about. He was a preacher, nothing more. He cared purely about whatever he believed in as pertaining to religion. And I say to as pertaining to religion because usually with motherfuckers who what they believe in personally as it pertains to religion is usually some bullshit. But there have definitely been much worse preachers than Billy Graham. Um... I can't really say I've heard any bad things about him over the years. And and I I say bad as far as, you know, i.e. the Catholic Church, uh, the Bakers, Jimmy Swaggett, you know, T.D. Jakes. I'm just playing. Creflo Dollar. I ain't really heard some of the bullshit, Joel Osteen, that has came out from most of these preachers, you know, from Billy Graham. Billy Graham has always been this Southern Baptist preacher that preached the gospel and the word to the people. That was his job. That's what he did. You never saw, I never saw him in flashy cars. I never heard anything about him having large expenditures, jets and planes and all of this other stuff. I never really got into the research of the man. He seemed very humble anytime I may have walked by a television and somebody house that may have had him on and I was doing my best impression of not paying attention and shit. Uh, you know. Um, but a question was arised um, now that Unfortunately, he did pass recently. And a question was arised as to should we have a holiday honoring Billy Graham? That's not the question that has us with this topic here today, though. The question that bothered me was a question that was on a feed. Young lady asked, but if we have Martin Luther King Day, why do we have Billy Graham Day? And I never correlated the two, okay? I never put Billy Graham and Martin Luther King. You think Martin Luther King, you think Malcolm X, you think Rosa Parks, you think great black icons that stood with him. On, 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 uh, and walked on Selma and, and marched on Washington and, and, and were in the city-ins and, and were in the bus boycotts. You understand what I'm saying? The pictures of the men and women that were attacked by dogs, had food dumped on their heads, sprayed with fire hoses and shit. Those are the people I correlated with Dr. Martin Luther King. I never put Billy Graham with Dr. Martin Luther King and there was a reason why. Because I never heard no references of the two together and I thought... Well, how is it that Billy Graham never really had real interaction with Dr. Martin Luther King? And then my question was answered. By research, I found information of the interactions between Dr. King and Billy Graham. There was an article and I believe it was Time Magazine that I read. And I'm going to pull it up here. Um, 
in reference to Dr. King's attempts to have Reverend Graham be a part and take part in the protest, you know, to be there with them, to stand with him, to show a united front, to have him and his congregation help spread the message of equality. That was all. Nothing more. Simply to spread the message of equality. Okay? Billy Graham refused to participate in the 1963 March on Washington. He dismissed King's belief that protests could create beloved communities in America where even down in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will join hand in hand with little white boys and little white girls and live united in one nation. Billy Graham's excuse is also why I'm here today. His response, as quoted, to Benna said after King's speech, only when Christ comes again will little white children and little black children walk hand in hand in Alabama. Let me tell y'all what that is, folks. That's somebody who didn't want equality. That's somebody that never believed in the notion that we could live as a nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Simply put, there's, there's no other way of, of, of detailing this. That quote, that speaks volumes on his entire legacy to me. He never believed that we as people could grow and expand and do more as a people, as human beings. When you allow a religion to take place of humanity, that's something I just cannot stand. I can't stand idly by and wonder why someone think, would think this man deserves a holiday. He was literally nothing more than a preacher. That's it. He was idolized because he was... He was an answer in pop culture. You know, the Beatles were the answer to the temptations. You know? You know? You feel me? Elvis was the answer to many of the amazing black artists that came out in the 60s and the 70s. Billy Graham was white people's answer to Martin Luther King. He was the other side of growth. He, 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 he had a belief in himself that he thought that he, well, he said religion was the, the end all be all. We have to have God to make all of these things possible. What he truly failed to realize in my eyes is he never understood what religion was supposed to be about. Or maybe, and y'all know I've said this before, maybe there's in the, the problem in the portion of the religion that he believed in. Dr. King gave his life for what he believed in. His family sacrificed time with their father for what he believed in and it was something bigger than him bigger than anyone and that was equality that was justice that was to stop 
little black boys and little black girls from being hung from trees by grown-ass white men in robes and masks. Dr. King lost his life for what he believed in, which is simply put, a people should be able to drink from the same water fountains. People get mad about how much Black, Black Panther was celebrated. You motherfuckers didn't say shit. And we can even piss in the same room together. You feel me? We couldn't sit on the same spots on the bus together. We couldn't eat in the same rooms of a restaurant together. Our meals were prepared in a way that could have made some of us sick compared to yours being handled by major restaurant standards. Dr. King died for that man and that woman who got sprayed with that water hose. Dr. King died for that man who got bit by those dogs. Dr. King died for that woman who didn't want to give up her seat on the bus. Feel me? At the time he was murdered, he was fighting for other people. He stepped out on a balcony to wave to those who found adoration at his existence just to be taken away. That is why Dr. King deserved his holiday. Because after his life was taken, his dream began to unfold. We now live in a world that we can be considered equals. Even though we all know there are road, there are road hazards in some people's ways that are not in others. The playing field has never been laid out straight, but the problem is the playing field ain't about race no more. It's about culture and class. Martin Luther King died because at the time he was killed, he felt that though that people deserved to be of the same culture and class as everyone. Equality of rights was one thing. Everybody making the same money, well, somebody felt he was going too far. I don't know if many people ever put two and two together on that. So when we see little white boys and little white girls in classrooms in Alabama and we see them going to school together and being friends together and playing ball together and going to functions together and dances together and playing in bands together and having a good time together. Baby, God never left. And Martin knew that. God has been here the whole time. That's what Martin believed. He believed his efforts was going to help people. Innovations that black people have come up with have saved white people's lives and vice versa. We all have to work together. That's why Martin got his holiday. That's why his adornment will never fade. That's the reason why the respect for the man will never go away. Billy Graham had the opportunity to take over Dr. King's dream when he was assassinated. Billy Graham chose not to. There were a lot of instances of Billy Graham. There, were, there was an instance where they say Billy Graham did bail Martin Luther King Jr. out of jail. But to not march on Washington makes a motion like that feel like lip service. He didn't need you to bail him out of jail. He needed, he, he needed you there with him. As with many of the artists and entertainers and politicians and respected public figures did at the time, they took that risk because they all felt the same thing he felt. 
which was we all deserve to be free. You'll never get me to stop believing in that. You'll never get me to not say, I believe we can all be free. Because it's, it was a man like Martin Luther King that made people feel like they could be free. Before I go, as I mentioned before, I wanted to make an announcement to you guys. I got a few minutes. Whew, Jesus, I'm getting a chill just wanting to talk about it. I've never been nervous about talking about something on my show. And if there was a reason to be nervous, this would be it. Tuesday of this week, I was diagnosed with um, moderate clinical depression and moderate anxiety. I have been given a prescription medication that I am trying out for the next 30 days to see if it can help even me out a little bit. I want people to understand and know I am okay. I have had some pretty bad spells here lately that, that I don't talk about um, publicly. But I'm telling you this because there's a stigma in my culture that that is derived in the notion that we as black people have to be so strong and so powerful and and and, and just if 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 falling you can only fall to your knees for help the only therapy you can find is 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 in a mythical figure to 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 point your grievances to i tell you today i get you have your religions and you have your beliefs but you also have to start working on yourself and the only way that you can truly work on yourself is to make sure that everything upstairs is all right and with me i didn't feel like everything upstairs was all right I hope some of the goofiness that y'all heard today carries over. Um, I'm on my third day of the medication and it's, I don't, I don't really feel a change. I don't feel like I'm going crazy. I don't, I don't feel like I'm like running in a circle anymore like I used to. Uh, I know I got a long way to go. I know this is a, pharmaceutical medication so therefore it's going to have its side effects which lord knows i'm already starting to feel <laughs> uh at times um but i'm gonna do this because i have so much in store and so many things i want to do in this world and i have so many people that believe in me and i don't want to let you guys down I don't want to be perceived as failing just because I was too scared to try. And that fear of trying is what has us here with this conversation. That fear of, of, of being worthy. That, that simple fear of, of living. I needed to do something different. And here we are. Um, like I said, I do want to let you guys know that the show will be sticking around. I have made a decision to try to push this thing bigger and better, as I always tell y'all I do. But, you know, now I feel like I'm going to be able to. Um, and I just want you guys to know that I want to bring you along with me on this ride. Um, I am doing a video blog. Uh, that will come out at the end of the first 30 days. And after that, I will, if I continue on the medication, um, 
I, I don't know. I still might just keep the blog going from for now on for a little bit. Um, but before we go, I want to say something, and, and, and I'll say it a thousand times. If you or someone you know are having major problems with depression or feeling or having suicidal thoughts, please pick up a phone and call 1-800-273-8255. Someone on that line will listen to you. Someone on that line will help you. Someone on that line will help you realize that it'll be okay. If you're scared to call that line and you just need to hear somebody say it, I'll say it a million times on this recording. It's gonna be okay. Okay? That's all that matters. You're gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. We, as a people, we're gonna be all right. All right? I love you guys. Thank you for listening to my show. I am Joe Moffitt, your host. Um, as I mentioned before, I have talked to the guys. Uh, we are going to get some podcast stuff rolling here soon. The network is going to be rolling out. Um, I am very excited about it. I've gotten some players together, and um, we're going to do some big things. Uh, like I said, we got the Joint Tate concert coming up, as well as well, I'll be at the Doctors Weekend. Um, performing with Sid and Damon Detroit and of course Mr. Metaphoria my dog um, and yeah that that's pretty much it in my world right now uh, thank you all for listening I appreciate your love and encouragement um, if you have any questions or comments or you just want to say hey message us at the Show at gmail.com also you can hit me in a DM on my Twitter account at, the, at Joe Moffa Show. Uh, the Facebook page, the Joe Moffat Show, as well as our Instagram, Joe Moffat Show page as well. Um, and that's pretty much it, kids. Thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. Peace and love. I hope you guys have a great week. Love you. See you on the flip side.